We will see the official opening of Dundas Place. One of the things we'll talk about with London Mayor Ed Holder is we get a chance to sit down and talk with him about essentially what is to come and what has gone by in his first year as mayor, coming from a federal background. Mayor Holder, thank you so much. Congratulations on the first year in office. It's been, what, 370 days about? I, I think that's 374, but it's all good. <laughs> not Mike, that look, you're counting. Uh, uh, well, not that we're counting. Mike, I have to say, uh, having been in this position, I'm I'm absolutely delighted by a number of things. Firstly, the, uh, the commitment uh, from council. You know what's interesting is that these uh, our city councillors generally care. They're tremendously compassionate about the city. Sometimes we have little different ways to get to the place, but we always get to the right place. And that's what, uh, that's what uh, I have appreciated. We don't have the drama. We just get things done. And I think the best example of that was when uh, in our state of the city last January, the 22nd through the Chamber of Commerce, uh, we announced uh, our transit project. And uh, as, you, as you may recall, and listeners will recall, this is one of those situations where where the ideas that the prior council and, and councils before had with respect to transit uh, just kind of walled a bit. They just didn't get it to the province and then ultimately to the federal government. Uh, the challenge was for council to get this done in 60 days, which included participation uh, from the public. So, uh, and because there'd been a lot of prior public consults. And then uh, from there, take it and, uh, and and make sure that the province had it and reviewed it because they put that through a pretty uh, tough uh, screen. And then the same with the federal government, all before the federal election. A council got it done, the province got it done, the federal government got it done, and it's now the largest uh, infrastructure project in London's history. And that's huge, and that's because of the cooperation that uh, we got from early times from council where they supported either in full or in great majority the projects that we put forward, those 10 projects that became our transit uh, file projects. And the good news is that uh, we still have another $150 million of federal and provincial funding. We're going to put that through uh, similar scrutiny, and we'd like to have that done uh, early in the new year so we can, because there are some time commitments to this, uh, basically, uh, if you don't have this uh, not only considered and approved at all levels of government, but the projects have to be complete uh, within 10 years. But I will tell you that clock started ticking almost two years ago, so we have eight years for the rest of it. Uh, those other 10 projects start uh, next year, and we're pretty excited about it. So there's just one example of great council cooperation getting things done for London's sake. And was that something that you couldn't help but wonder about going into this position? Would we have that cooperation? Well, you know, I think it's a fair question, but I think to me, uh, when I, I used to be in federal politics, uh, you'll recall, and one of, and and what was always important to me is that uh, a good idea was a good idea, whether it came from uh, the government side or whether it came from uh, opposition sides, and and I think it was the whole issue of listening. I said when I was running for mayor that I wanted to try to bring some of those uh, skill sets and and practices that I had uh, been involved in before. But you know what happens is it isn't just you. It's it, then everybody starts that way too. So what you've got is a lot of council listening to each other and uh, and working cooperatively. It's not always kumbaya. I'm not trying to get that sense. I mean these councillors fight hard for their wards. And they fight hard for the city. And as I say, sometimes we have different ways to get there, but we get there. And uh, 
and and so what has struck me is the is, is the tremendous amount of goodwill that's that exists today on council and i uh, I give uh, great strokes not only to the quality of the of the councillors but also to the administration that keeps us organized as well. They do great research in the uh, in terms of options and considerations in the background. They throw that out for our thoughts and then we give them ideas and it's a great symbiotic relationship that we have with the administration as well. We're talking with London Mayor Ed Holder, just past the year mark in office as Mayor of London. Now, heading into, if we just take transit for just uh, another minute or so, Mayor Holder, when you talked transit leading up to the election, there were things that you wanted to see done differently when you look at where you are right now. How do you feel about it? Well, you'll recall, uh, Mike, that there was a, a prior council that approved what was called the BRT plan, the Bus Rapid Transit plan, and effectively there were five legs of it. Uh, there were some that, frankly, I did not think were untenable, in particular the Richmond Row and Richmond Street North uh, uh, plan, as well as the, the Oxford Street West, which was opposed at that time by certainly a couple of the councillors. Uh, and, and so we did not proceed with those. Uh, so there were some legs of the rapid transit that that I supported, and the reason I supported them was that they were good for jobs. They took people uh, to their work, whether it was in the industrial east or industrial south, and back home again as well as to downtown. So with all of that, that just seemed to make tremendous sense to me. In addition to that, here's one of the nice things. A council in a, in a, a prior council had approved the Adelaide Street uh, overpass, pardon me, underpass, and uh, what happened was uh, we were able to get the federal and provincial governments to help support those as well, and they offset a fair, uh, a fair amount of the monies that had already been allocated uh, and set aside uh, by uh, by city council. I think that was a great move. We're going to synchronize traffic lights. We're doing some uh, strong enhancements uh, around Old East Village as well as we do some of the transit uh, appropriations down that way. The Wellington Gateway that will connect us from downtown right to the 401 I think is going to be tremendous. And the other thing that, that we need to remember is that we have some pretty serious old infrastructure under these, under these city roads. Some of it is uh, is 100 years plus old, desperately needs replacing so we don't have any more sinkhole stories that we'll all recall. And uh, that's being done as we go through some of these dramatic uh, improvements. You saw it uh, now with the Flex Street that uh, we're actually opening up uh, later today. And, and uh, you've got so the last brick going down. What, do, what What's that going to be like? Well, I asked for it to be gold because I thought that the last the last brick should be gold. But the uh, engineer, city engineer, thought that uh, might be interesting, but not a really good and practical idea. <laughs> so we're excited. We're going to have counselors down there. We're going to have business people speaking about what it means. Look, businesses have struggled downtown uh, during construction, and I get it. I come from business, I come from retail, and I understand the notions that when you close a street, uh, and we didn't close businesses, but when you close a street down, the impacts that it has. So we're celebrating today, we're going to be celebrating Friday uh, afternoon as well, and uh, that's going to be a great party on Friday afternoon. We're inviting all of Londoners to come down from 4 to 7. Uh, we're going to have some uh, pretty special entertainment. Uh, we're going to, uh, the, the retailers are going to just make this a great event. Uh, there's going to be some great surprises downtown Friday afternoon. So today we're announcing it. We're putting in the last brick. Uh, Councillor Ariel Kayabaga and I will be placing the last brick down, and then uh, and then uh, from there we'll uh, uh, we'll we'll proceed to help get businesses going. 
because it really ties into one other thing that that you know when you talk about the success of our downtown, but it's also the success of industry in 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 London. And one of the things that I talked about during the State of the City was the importance of jobs, um, and and that has so many impacts on our most vulnerable. Because if you've got jobs, you've got dignity. You may be able to afford some housing or better housing. Uh, you'll be able to raise your family. And uh, as soon as I made this great announcement <laughs> on, in January. Uh, because the challenge was we had a jobs crisis and still do, and that is that we've got uh, probably the worst jobs participation rate of any city across Canada. And the challenge we had was that uh, uh, we had empl- we have employers in London looking for employees, and we have those who are looking for work. And so one of the things that we want to do is try to connect them. So we shed the spotlight on it in January. Uh, a couple of months later, we came up with the London Jobs Board. So it's LondonJobsNow.ca. And it was it's like the Travago of jobs boards. So what we do is we is that we basically scan and pull all all the jobs that we know that are available uh, into one site, and people can go on LondonJobsNow.ca. They can look for uh, a job that might be consistent with their skills. Uh, they can look at the geographies where it is. They press another button. It tells you where the transits, uh, transit routes are to get there. They press another button, and it tells you where the daycare centers are that are nearby, if that's appropriate and applicable. So we took this from uh, Windsor. They were good enough to help support our, our efforts to do this. And uh, But as soon as we made all these announcements, all of a sudden the, the job participation got worse until four months ago. And in the last four months, on a net basis, we've added 17,100 new jobs. That's in four months, so we're not uh, we're not cocky about it. Uh, certainly, I take no credit. This is employers who are uh, who are are making the decisions uh, to hire. But there's a lot of hirings uh, still to come. We know that uh, companies like Diamond Aircraft are looking for uh, people. We know that the Cakery is looking for people. We know that uh, Dr. Edgar is looking for people. That's just three, just off the top. That doesn't even include Maple Leaf Foods, which will have a 1,500-person plant. Uh, they've broken ground a few months ago, and uh, and the casino, which uh, they have about 300 employees right now at Western Fair, and when they move to the new location, that'll be a thousand jobs. So, I mean, there's lots of positives to build on, but what we've got to do is we've got to make sure that people are aware of the opportunities, and that's what London Jobs now does. And uh, and my in my meetings with. Uh, significant and major employers across the community, they're telling us we have two issues. One is we have a jobs issue. We need to bring more people in to our plants, some skilled, some not skilled. And the second is we need the transportation to get them to work and back home again. So as it relates to jobs, uh, some positive news, and we'll take it for London's sake, uh, but we've got work to do still. We are talking with London Mayor Ed Holder about a few things, a few things that have gone by, a few things that are coming up. And Mayor Holder, maybe that's where we can kind of dig in now. Let's talk some transit and affordable housing before we close out. We're going to see a fair increase in transit. We have other cities looking at other ideas. We're hoping this week to head to Kansas City on London Live and talk about what they're doing in supplying free transit for people who live in Kansas City. How about in London? Anything you can tell us about? Well, we have a we have a transit initiative that I intend to announce uh, next month at the State of the City. Uh, we'll have some fourteen, fifteen hundred people in attendance at that event, uh, and uh, so I'll save that particular announcement till then. But I've uh, I've run this idea through a number of people where it will put London on the map. 
but more importantly, do the right thing for Londoners. So there's some considerations I just have to leave there. But look, with the 10 projects that we've already gotten approved, London's largest infrastructure project uh, ever, uh, there's lots that we're doing right now. And uh, and what was nice was that the London Transit back in September announced 31 new routes, uh, again, to assist and support people getting to and from uh, their places of work. So a lot of positives are there, but still lots to do. As it relates to uh, the issue around London's uh, most vulnerable, look, that's serious. And, uh, and you know, my Cape Breton mom always said that a caring community is measured by how well we take care of those who can't take care of themselves. And I believe that from my heart. So... Uh, from the housing standpoint, we had an initiative. We had an initiative in the last month, and what it did was, it uh, what we did uh, last month was we uh, instituted the core area action plan, and uh, there are 69 recommendations to support uh, downtown, as well as, and that's Dundas all the way through to Old East Village, and things that we need need to put a, a new face on downtown. The Flex Street helps, but we really need to support that with with uh, police patrolling, with clean streets, better lighting, those sorts of things that keep us an active and vibrant downtown. As it relates to housing, uh, again, a month ago at Silverwoods, we housed 83 people on the first day. Uh, and that was uh, a credit to our administration's efforts. And there are two people in particular, Sandra Dietersbeer and Craig Cooper, from the city who worked tirelessly to make that happen. Plus, they provided uh, support services for somewhere around 200 people again in that first week. That initiative carries on because it's one of the greatest priorities that we have to ensure that uh, that people have uh, a decent place to live, especially when you imagine we have about 200 people uh, a night sleeping rough in in, uh, in London. That means they're sleeping outside. They're sleeping uh, under bridges or in hall in uh, in door jams and door doorways. It's not appropriate, and it's, it doesn't work for them. And it's not where they want to be. But I'll tell you, that's the the issues around housing are dramatic. The issues around our our safe consumption site matter. We just had the Alpat Tribunal uh, the uh, come through and support the city's position about the York Street uh, safe consumption site. And why that matters is, bottom line, it saves lives. Whether you agree or don't agree with the principle of people being able to uh, to consume drugs like that, it saves lives. Because if you're dead, I can't help you. But if you're alive, we can talk, and we can talk about the wraparound services and get people into the appropriate counseling and support that they need. So there are things like that that are happening right now, uh, Mike, and I think it's uh, it's positive for London. Uh, but the, the work continues. It's been a year. We've got uh, three more to get this done in council. And I'm confident there's going to that we're going to we're going to be able to tell a pretty strong story uh, in three years' time. Look forward to that. I know you have some hiring to do with the uh, city manager, city planner, uh, director of HR. So lots of things to come. Mayor Holder, we could talk forever, but thank you so much for talking for this amount of time. Mike, we'll make sure we talk again. Thank you. Sounds good. That is London Mayor Ed Holder. Thank you.